All right. The Google Killer on today's Wait, episode of. How come? How come we, we asked questions about us and you never asked ChatGPT um, any question, any joke about a podcaster? I'll ask that <laughs> in a meanwhile, or maybe you can do that till the question and introduction is coming. <laughs> okay. Rewind, replay. The Google Killer. On today's episode of Rock Class Radio, we are diving into the exciting world of ChatGPT with expert panelist Divit and Crypto Dragonis. Sit back and enjoy as we explore the capabilities of ChatGPT and how it's impacting the world and disrupting lives. Stay tuned. Um, we have with us amazing panelists, uh, Crypto Dragonist and Divit. We'll get to them in a moment. Till then, welcome to Rockless Radio, your destination for expanding your mind and igniting your curiosity. I am your host, Tanmay Shah, an NFT artist and entrepreneur with diverse business experience. Thank you for tuning in the show every week. If you want to support the show, you can become a patron and collect Rockless Club NFTs, which are launching soon. We are even open for advertisements, so do hit me up. And if you want some dope kick-ass art, you can check out my NFTs. I would invite you to join my Twitter spaces, which happen every Saturday. Uh, you can connect with the hosts too. All the links are mentioned in the description. In the description, you will also find timestamps of the episode so that you can skip to the chapter of your interest. And if you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this episode with your friends. Welcome. on the talks on chat gpt uh let's could divit could you please introduce yourself for us sure thanks sanme and by the way i'm very excited to know about uh, the upcoming nfts for rocklands uh, podcast yes so <laughs> there are going to be collectibles uh yeah stay tuned on twitter to know more about it a uh, lot of utility uh also so yes back to you tell us more about yourself all right okay so i'm uh, basically uh, from india i'm a it guy i started my computer journey in nearly 2000 when the millennium and all things started the bubble bursted also so i started with desktop software if you know you install some things from cd so i did that then i did lot of web based softwares and things and now i'm working primarily into cloud computing domain and in past one year you can say i was somehow on a vacation in december 21 and i thought what's this metaverse what's this nft i started reading doing courses so since then my nft journey started and it's uh, one year and very excited uh, to be on your podcast as well and see where this space goes in 2023 divit has also lot of years of experience 18 plus years of experience in the it field so he's always tracking all the new developments in it and especially chat gp that's why we wanted to hear his alpha insights on on these that's why we have with us divit and this is also an exciting show because this is the first time you'll get to see divit talked <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, for the audience divit is not my real name when i came into the space i was just trying to have fun and i was not sure it will go that serious so i just used my gaming name divit in hindu mythology means shiva which is immortal and that's how you want uh, to be in game especially rpgs and those things so 
but yeah tech is uh, my you can say bread and butter and it's my passion as well it keeps me alive so ai chat gpt super excited about all of them awesome let's go and we also have with us crypto dragoness i guess that's also was originally a gaming name so could you please introduce yourself to us Yeah I mean I'm the complete opposite of whatever just David described about himself so um the energist that's me uh but I guess we do come from similar gaming sort of backgrounds um and uh Caput Dragonis was my gamer name and uh, when I which means the head of the dragon um and uh, a few years later when web3 and blockchain and crypto happened it it became crypto dragonus and now i just go by dragonus uh, reva is my real name i'm originally from singapore and i've been living in uh, the uae for about 11 years now so i'm based out of dubai uh, i am a very traditional broadcasting and advertising person um but i think uh one of the things that really sets me apart is i have always had one foot in arts and the other in tech so i was always you know a misfit i would never fit into any of the clubs um and every time i i was in a creative space i would speak about tech there and i was in a tech space i would speak about arts and creativity so nobody wanted to be friends with me until web3 happened and uh, we kind of see uh, both of these worlds uh, merging together uh but i think that could be a little bit more seamless merging that could happen so i consider myself a bridge um uh, between um creatives who would want to explore the web3 space uh and also for developers who want to keep building for blockchain and web3 but they could have a little bit more help with the user experience and user interface and they need the creatives um so that's what i'm doing uh right now great very excited to have two different perspectives one from the ad one from the tech side uh, let's go and there's some common string which, which attaches all, all of us like, apart from art and nfts that me too like the name rocklas i used to use it for gaming so rocklas is as a name i coined myself i'm working on a dictionary name for it working with chat gpt on it <laughs> so yeah that's that's the thing Okay, let's dive into the topic of the show. So, what is ChatGPT, and what is the importance of it? Anybody who wants to go, go ahead. Dragonus, uh, maybe you start. I have no idea. I mean, I just use it to have shortcuts and. Um... <laughs> and 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 you know kind of escape from the grunt work um but i guess for me chat gpt is is just another evolving tech emerging tech that i'm very interested in um in the world of advertisers and creators i think that that's sort of like a very binary approach to looking at chat gpt number one it's it's going to steal jobs and we are all going to be jobless uh, then there's no more need for copywriters anymore there's no more need for art directors anymore um and what are we all going to do so that's that part of the thing and the other side is um wow i don't need to wait for my copywriter to come back from his um coffee break i can just you know um write copy and that's what the art director says and then in comes the very upset copywriter who is like oh so you think you can do shit without me huh <laughs> so it's very interesting in in the advertising space but um i do believe that uh this has always happened like throughout human life like since probably the first guy who invented fire or girl who 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 discovered 
fire. Uh, maybe, you know, the other person who did not believe in fire would be saying, oh, so now there's no more raw eating, huh? Now we, do, we don't do <laughs> uncooked food anymore. Now what's going to happen with people who do dishes with uncooked food? Now you've, you just invented fire. So this, there's always going to be this interesting argument that goes on. But that's, that's kind of my uh, perspective. Thank you. What do you think, uh, by what is ChatGPT and what is it impo- What is its importance according to you? Yeah, so see, if we see AI, it is not uh, new. First of all, we have to think in that way. If you are using a smart uh, phone, if you are using, let's say, Google Maps, even if you are using Gmail for uh, simplistic example. So if you now even type, the Gmail actually has trained itself based on the typical responses and the way people interact with each other over email exchanges. So it can auto-complete and write a lot of sentences for you. So you are actually consuming AI. So there is not a lot to hate about it. And again, your smartphone is a living uh, AI device, whether it's Android, whether it's iPhone, because it's learning on your behavior. How do you interact with notification? How do you like switch apps? Which kind of apps you stay more time on? And even every app at times has a learning kind of behavior where they actually you are the uh, basically you can say guinea pig or whatever you call it so they are learning on you so again uh, chat gpt is probably a thing where you really get very hands-on and in a very commoditized way for first time because uh, ai in general is behind the scenes like you use alexa alexa is always learning on you what do you like how do you like to interact what kind of questions people are asking so it is your personal thing and then a combined worldwide thing how people are consuming and people say it is even listening to your conversations and learning when even you're not talking also so there is a lot going on so chat gpt i will say is first uh, commodity level public access to ai in a conversational manner in very simple terms what what is again i'm, I'm so sorry what does gpt stand for i actually never googled that I think let's ask let's Let's ask ask yeah one second let me share my screen there's something interesting I want to show so to the audience let me just show you what it looks like Uh, and here we go do you see the what do you see on your screen do you see a chat GPT browser it's loading yeah it's loading now now for me Uh, I can see now. now yeah so this is chat gpt chat.openai.com this is what the interface looks like when you open it it's actually a chatbot that you can interact and which has a very human experience kind of thing um, so this is i'll show, i've done some demos and i want to show you how it works so for the podcast i asked chat gp to suggest me questions that we can discuss on chat gpt so then it gave me a list of 10 questions <laughs> that we can discuss and then i was like can you answer these questions yourself <laughs> so then he was like sure i'll try to give my best so this is his answer or their answer for what chat gpt is and how it works chat gpt is a neural network based language model uh, developed by OpenAI, it uses deep learning techniques to uh, generate human-like text based on inputs it receives. It is trained on massive database of text 
from the internet and can generate text in a wide range of styles, formats, including conversations, news articles, poetry, and more. So that was, I think, in very simple words, but we will uh, dissect it and dive further in it. So as Crypto Dragonus wanted to know, let's ask it, what, what does it mean by ChatGPT? What does... So yeah, this is how simple it is. Generative pre-trained transformer. The generative part of this name refers to the model's ability to generate new text. Oh, it means a lot. So, okay, let me just read it. Pre-trained parts of the name refers to the fact that the model is trained on a large data set of text based in fine-tuned form of specific task and application. The transformer part of the name refers to the type of neural network architecture the model is based on, which is known for its ability to handle long input sequences and generate coherent and contextual appropriate text. <laughs> that is what in short. Yeah, but you know the interesting part about Chat GPT is it is actually uh, trained in a very interesting way. Apart from a large data set, they do have a lot of human trainers who played both the roles. They were on uh, like a human AI trainer side, and they also played an AI assistant. Then they ranked the responses like uh, will it sound like human? And there are a lot of things done uh, here to come up with this kind of thing. Again, it will go very very technical. But uh, that's Hang it. On. They call that's, it supervised learning. At all. When we talk about human training in Asia, we use um, a cane or a slipper to train. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is this is nothing human about what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should suggest uh, OpenAI to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's crawling the website, the whole of the internet and analyzing what people have wrote or typed and then resequencing it and telling us in appropriate way. Is Can we put it that way? I think yes, because crawling uh, is something which everybody is doing like Bing and Google. So that's first easy way. But with crawling, again, uh, there are a lot of ethics which we will, I think, maybe talk more like what you can crawl and index because in website also there is a robots.txt which tells you stop, don't go to this page, this is sensitive in nature. So I don't know how much chat GPT is following that, but uh, yeah, crawling is one and I think then they have a lot of books and data which uh, is digitized now. So it's easy to feed and train the model even if you don't uh, crawl everything. Wow. So in other words, you have Google. Why is it called the Google killer? Because Google also scrolls or calls whatever the technical term, but it'll go through the internet and pick up the links to the websites that you want. And it will show them ranking in organical way to that. So this solved the problem. Google solved this problem of Yahoo or other uh, people before that who were using librarians or physical humans to index the index the kind of uh, websites or documents which are related to that question 
So Google automated librarians work and indexed or crawl through it using whatever AI or their technology behind it to do that. Now, what ChatGPT is taking it to the next level. The problem with Google is uh, you have to actually read the article and you may not like the first two articles. You have to play, scroll up and down and you cannot dive into the exact thing because first five minutes of the article, the person will be talking about something else and then to get to the crux of it takes time. But with ChatGPT, you can get the answer directly in a conversational way. <laughs> so I, I guess that's uh, how we could explain to uh, people who still are not aware or uh, not into IT maybe. <laughs> yeah, I really like yeah. that. I think that's a very um, succinct and uh, straightforward explanation. Um, at this juncture, I just would want to ask you, Tanmay, is Divit frozen or is it just for me or he's a ventriloquist? was able to project his voice by looking. <laughs> so for me, you are frozen. Me, I can see myself and Devit, but you are frozen. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, this, the recording is in a way, I'll tell you after we stop recording. But the our final outcome video will be a high res and I could I can download that. So basically what it does is it uploads while we, ha we are talking live, it will do it at a lower quality. Because it's also uploading the original tracks in the background. So that's why you might see a little, um, uh, what do you say, blur or something freezing. But don't worry, you don't need to worry about it. Okay. And I'm not worried about it. I was just thinking that, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's. but it, it's quite interesting. We are all frozen in time for different people. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so David, don't tell me I'm frozen for you. Am I? No, I, I can see both of you really good. Okay. He's, he's a tech person, you know, he's mastered this. So he's <laughs> obviously using some crazy as yeah. a really good graphic card or something. But I, I really love your explanation over there, Tanmay, because I think one of the most, uh, like when you when you were saying how Google has been doing indexing in a certain way and chat GPT kind of like cuts through the BS and gives you exactly what you need. But we also do have to understand that chat GPT is trained only till 2021. So if you were to ask it any questions after that, then it might suffer or tell you in your face that, hey, guess what? I'm not trained to um, answer your question. But if you look at like recipe sites, right? Um, every time I go to a recipe site and I want to learn a new recipe, this person who posts this spends like, you know, like for about 15 minutes, you got to go through reading about the person's life. And then if they like it, they'll actually post about the exact ingredients that's involved. So ultimately, you know, with ChatGPT, you, you, you cut across the BS and dive straight into what you need. Absolutely. I was just wondering, as you were talking, it only scrolls on text, right? So far. But there is so much content that we consume in the form of audio and video and YouTube. So maybe chat... Um, a GPT four or five or nine would maybe analyze even videos and give video content. Imagine, um, just like text, there's an actual bot giving you, uh, with lip sync and all the, uh, video content, what you need to see. Yeah, <laughs> Does that scare you, know, you or excite you? No, you know, this is happening actually. Yeah, Somebody happening, shared yeah. a link with me. Yeah, sorry, Dragonish. No, no, go ahead, David. I was always waiting for you to answer. You're the tech person, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, 
Okay. So what I was saying is now even uh, there are camera softwares which are in development. I think NVIDIA is doing that. That let's say I'm talking to you. I'm not uh, looking at the right position. So that camera will automatically fix the eyes and those things and will bring it in place. So that is, I think, already released. It is. And there's also um, your podcast AIs, audio AIs, which will learn your voice, Tanmay. And then what happens is after a, a few minutes of interacting with them, they just need to understand your accent and, and the kind of words that you use, um, your vocabulary. All of us have very um, unique fillers. Some of us say, um, some of us say, honestly, <laughs> you know, um, and once the AI actually um, uh, learns all of that, uh, you don't even need to be there. You basically upload all your questions that you need and um, or sometimes even not then. And the AI could potentially do a podcast instead of you being in place. That's actually happening. I saw a recent video. Uh, let me pull up the name of it and tell you. Till then, I'll just tell you that AI, which has already been use, used in this podcast. So we have three different people talking, right? There are three different audio and video tracks. But the, when, when the final video comes out, I don't have to do anything. If it was not that, I've used different softwares where, where they don't have AI. Either I have to put it side by side, the videos... Or maybe cut through parts and it's a lot of manual work. But, but what this AI does is, as you, as the viewers can see on the screen, it will only show you the image of the person who's talking. And the other people are minimized on, the, on, on one corner. So that's all being done by AI. So that's already being done. A lot of things are being done. Uh, we need to keep, uh, uh, what do you say... You cannot hate it, you cannot love it, but you can hate it and love it, but you cannot ignore it. That's what I would I would say. So till I fetch those um, that exact specific link, I'll, I'll lead the conversation to the next uh, topic. We are seeing this disruption, right? What do you think of the threats? As Crypto Dragoness was talking about um, the admin and the copywriting systems or what. And there are some uh, threats in the IT field also, like for BPO. So I would love to ask both of you individually in your industries, what threats do you see with uh, technology like this? All right, let me let me take this one first, because um, because uh, I started the conversation that way. It's, it's it's a topic in ad space, topic in creative space. Jobs are getting stolen. Do we do we still require copywriters anymore? And um, one of the things that I tell my peers or colleagues who, who think that way is these conversations have kept happening like for as, as long as advertising had existed. Um, when uh, uh, Grammarly, as the most recent example, came into play, then uh, a lot of people who actually um, make a living by, you know, copy correction and, uh, and editing texts, uh, they were like, oh, now there's Grammarly. Like, what do we do with our lives? And then when Canva happened a couple of years ago, and Canva was designed by by uh, a designer um, who thought that everyone should actually have the power to des uh, design whatever visuals that they need, then art directors were all like, oh, now there's Canva. And look at that. This, this person sitting next to me who doesn't have any design skills at all is uh, designing. I mean, what is my use? But after all that has happened, the people who thrived, um, despite whatever innovation comes into place and despite whatever threat 
seeming threat that could be are people who are never mediocre in their jobs. They were always people who are lifelong learners and they appreciated the tech. They understood um, how they can leverage on the tech to set themselves apart. And um, this, I think this trend would never change. People who understand technology, keep their eyes and ears open and who are open to evolving, I mean, this is the story of human evolution, right? Um, it has to do with uh, evolving. And you cannot run away from the fact that some people will be left behind. Um, and I, I just keep urging creatives to, um, to, to be open to whatever it, uh, things bring and use that to your advantage to, to create stuff. Now, the second part about creativity is, at the end of the day, AI is what we were speaking about, learns from existing content and puts together something that is uh, uh, that could be the best answer for that situation. But artificial intelligence could never bring about human emotions and creativity in a way that, that things have never been done before. Yes, for example, you can have um, your AI uh, art tools like Midjourney bring about a completely interesting collage of images or a visual experience that nobody would have thought before, but it's still learning from stuff that has ever been done before. Now the true never been done before happens over here. So that is something that AI could never reproduce. AIs do not have the best sense of humor. Again, they cannot like create jokes. They could come up with something that they have learned. And uh, when it comes to the industry of copywriting, I think humor as a disruption tool is so very important. And uh, understanding trends of what the topic is like right now today is so important and uh, that is where uh, jobs could, you know, people who understand this, these nuances of humanity uh, would never lose jobs. One additional question there, you spoke about humor and people recognize me or with jokes and humor. Um, do you think humor can be taught to a person? Um, I think Humor as a concept can be taught to a person, and uh, but I don't think uh, now I I don't want to go very really psychological about it. But there is something called synesthesia that exists um, in most of the human minds, and um, a lot of humor and even creating metaphors um, have to do with the interaction of different parts of your brain. So when I say David, you're like the sun. I don't mean that David is like burning me or he's a, a spherical ball who is the biggest star of the universe. I mean that David is radiant like the sun and he is a life force, is a life-giving energy. And somebody who understands this and is able to create metaverse, uh, metaphors. But there are humans amongst us who do not actually, are not good with jokes, who are not good with metaphors only because this synesthesia is, uh, it, it, it is it's quite foreign. It's, it's just how they are. Um, and, and I think AI in a certain way is in that sense like that. But I would really like uh, David's take on this. I will just add one more thing to this. Why I ask this specific question is uh, uh, the very famous author, uh, Naval Ravikant, he also posts a podcast and he has this amazing book, um, which I would recommend you and also drop the link below. He says, whatever can be taught to a human can be automated. Like, yeah, I can do whatever you can teach. 
it's a matter it's just a matter of when so if you really think this the synesthesia part uh if there is something that gives us a edge in that way so i think we can still prevail there but if anything can be taught like we teach metaphors in school so maybe it can learn like that or metaphors no i mean right now at this stage the ai has not learned that's why i wanted the david david take on this on um on where we are going but right now i i think we certainly do have an edge and at the end of the day we have to understand that um it's humans who are creating artificial intelligence i don't think we are very close to a situation like the movie her have you guys watched her um it's you know it's, her. yeah yeah with with um, artificial intelligence completely taking over uh the life and you know becomes uh, a human being and decides to you know befriend another ai and they and they both run away I, i don't think we are close to that it's very dystopian uh but what do you think david i don't think we are close to ai doing everything yeah i think humor is a little far away but uh, i think the way ai works is first you have to have a data set and as tanma is saying that whatever human can learn ai can learn because we also learn from examples mistakes feedback correction and then again trying the same thing so same is for ai you feed them with a data set let's say of lots of jokes and lots of metaphors and these things then you try them okay how is it responding for this kind of thing and then you give them a rating plus down up down whatever it is out of 10 and then the model matures over the time so that's how uh, ai is uh, like uh, not a constant thing like you do x plus y is equal to z it is a ever evolving kind of process same is for chat gpt when maybe you are using chat gpt it's still learning from you because you are now the human part which was used before to train the whole thing so the whole thing is uh, uh very interesting and it can go any far i i'm scared about that and i'm very excited about that also but i will come to your example of canva because that's very interesting see uh i whatever i see is whatever machines or robots are automating then it's increasing the level of quality and level of expectations uh, from people and level of craft also for example if you create a video in canva after seeing a few videos or after doing a few videos in canva you will know okay this is canva thing so it gets a basic job done it has a certain set of limitations but then when you get a professional video done from a really good uh, guy who is not just limited to canva he has his own uh, broad set of tooling then the quality of video is mind blowing so that same thing goes in every art even people say that canva can or not canva uh, chat gpt can code now so now what will happen is chat gpt will give you a code but again the expectation for person will go high because rather than he spend let's say 3 hours writing the same code he is ahead of 3 hours now he can do what uh, i mean he was doing uh, after 3 hours so maybe we should start thinking in this way oh yeah same 100%. for your grammarly example too so yeah Yeah because right now I think a uh, chat gpt is cutting down a lot of research time for content creators uh they don't and 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 the exact example that you've used uh, given right you could spend like especially specifically for advertising copywriters we are um expected to write about any industry so when i when i uh joined my previous agency um a lot of the clients that they had was automobile clients 
yes, I do have interest in cars, but I'm not an expert where I can talk about, you know, the, the speed of something or the horsepower, or I can't go into the in-depth details of what a, a complete car enthusiast, like some of the clients that I was working with was um, Maserati, um, and I was in the pitching process for Porsche. And you can see that these are like racing cars and there's a lot of history that's involved with it, which again, copywriters, whether you work for like tomorrow, you might have a medical client and then you might have a client who is involved as a government client. And you need to have in-depth knowledge about what each of these industries do to be able to write copy or headlines for these industries, right? And that, that, that touch the nerve, that, that resonate with the particular audience. Um, but if it could cut down so much of research time, then I can just, you know, focus on the creative part of stuff rather than going through the, the grunt work. Right. And I will take it in another way. So uh, chat GPT again can give you a boilerplate uh, template for whatever pitch you're trying to do, but how much confident will people will be to take them to their client directly, even if they bypass Grammarly and everything, then building that kind of trust will need a strong human layer that this is going to my client. Is it just uh, okay to take something from chat GPT and make a mediocre guy take a quick look? Yeah, 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 this is fine. And so then I think the expert play will again, I think be important. Okay, time is cut. We took 10 hours to write a pitch. Now it is five hours, but those five hours will be very high quality job. Like, okay, basic is ready, clean it up and let's go out there. So, so you, you, you just said um, uh, the, the expert knowledge is important, right? So let me come back to that, that, that expert knowledge. I think um, when it comes to the ad industry, it comes with years of dealing with multiple types of clients. It's not just the knowledge. It's not just about, you know, the education. It's not just about reading. It's not just about industry knowledge. That's got to do with a lot of um, uh, experience uh, on, with dealing with other clients, with understanding the nuances of a particular brand. Um, and, uh, in, in, you know, uh, being very, um, disruptive. You know, I, I'm sorry to cut you. Yes. If you go to a client, you actually observe the client also. There are five things they don't like, five things they like, and which is not same exactly. for everybody. You have to do it. I mean, fine tune the road uh, for them. To, to but with chat GPT, what you can do is yeah. the, the real meeting that you had, you can tell it, okay, these are five points that I liked and these are, I didn't like. And please tune the answer according to these points that I've given, shared with you above. But hopefully they are points, but what if it has to do with personalities? And that, that's how can, how can an AI learn that? For example. I mean, it can be long if you can define what yeah. Whatever you can communicate to a colleague, right? This person was like this and like that. Even when you describe a personality. I think the way, just that way, that language, I think you can describe it to ChatGPT and it will respond. Oh, what, 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 could I, could I, um, uh, could I say that, hey, um, please do not use any car references during this pitch because, you know, this person who's in the meeting just um, um, had a minor car accident. So he might be a bit, um, you know, uh, flustered by that. How, how are you going to give the... Yeah, it does that. It absolutely does that. I've tested this thing on few other things. Do write this without mentioning that topic. Write this without that. It does that. You try it out. Writing something and producing it as a pitch document is one part of it. Uh, but what about when you are having to be in the room and having to do it as, per, as a person? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
I, I think sort of agree with Tanmay. You can definitely give a lot of do's and don'ts instructions to the prompt. But I still believe it not be that picture perfect. It can be picture perfect if somebody creates a branch of chat GPT, which is highly optimized for advertising industry. And then it is super trained with the examples and things which goes on to in the advertising industry. Or even I think in advertising itself, there are cars and different sort of verticals within advertising. So then it has to be a specialized GPT version of uh, the same chat gpt because as of now the data set is already very huge chat gpt is doing everything and anything which anybody can think of in any industry so that's a generic expert but then probably one has to do a lot of training with a specialized expert and that we might see well i suggest that you uh, david come on let's work on something like that let's just become millionaires and then uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 do ask chat gpt how to make that software and i'll give you an answer for that too i'm pretty yeah. sure <laughs> people are so, developing app roadmaps and what not now i was trying to get examples of chat gpt before this podcast so i was blown away actually i'll share something very quickly so by the way there are some more capabilities so i was talking about that um, that software which can insert your way of tonality and voice into the clip and it can be used for audiobooks and several others so there's a video i found in my research i'm going to link that down it gives you an example of more five things so one of the another thing to that was um, twitter so another another job of copywriters or people who are hired by companies is social media management and responding to customer complaints and tweets there's a whole department for tweets in fact before nfts i just used twitter to complain to companies if some things didn't uh, get solved or something and that was the quickest time to respond so everybody has um, employees for twitter and stuff like that but chat gpt and that extension of chat gpt helps you to answer to those repl- tweets and uh, reply in a very nice manner in lesser time so i it was it was surprising uh, how you can reach because once you sit down once you want to engage in conversation with somebody influential or something like that you have to sit and think right so you can now just tell it that okay these are the things and i want to give a positive response or a critical response and this point i don't like and that i don't like and make a tweet according to that and it actually does that so that is all happening so we will have to step think a step uh, ahead so when we talk about artists now in 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 the next section i want to share what i've done with the blender and uh, there's a whole topic with about artists that i would like to cover uh, but before that uh, wow you finally unfroze for me dragonis let's go um, yes divit this question for you uh, mm-hmm. what 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 threads do you see from chat gpt in your industry in it as um, dragonist told about advertisement what are the threads do you see in your industry see uh, for us uh, you know github github is an open source uh, thing from microsoft now so they already have a thing called autopilot or copilot which lets you write code in any language for general things so that thing is already started and chat gpt is also giving you a good uh, boilerplate kind of code that uh, solves a problem but answer again i think for me is the same 
there is always a need to be an expert because even if I take a no voice and give them a chat GPT code, they can't put it on a production server and go make it go live. And the idea again stays the same like copywriter. If uh, typically a job takes six hours, just like coding and just like copywriting, if chat GPT is giving you a template or boilerplate, then you have two or three hours saved. You are ahead by two or three hours. So you do better and you are more productive. So let's say if a software takes two months to deliver, maybe you would deliver it in 1.5 months, one month. So I take it in that way. Absolutely. I've also tested it out with correcting softwares uh, or uh, scripts that, and it does that. I'll, I'll show in the later part. So you definitely need experience. You definitely need human judgment, right? So uh, that is something that you, no matter how advanced AI would get, uh, humans can be will be hired to pay for their judgments from their experiences throughout the field because we analyze in different manners, right? It's not it's emotional aspect. Some things we don't verbally exp- we are not able to express, but we get a we get a feel from looking at that person's micro expressions or even pheromones, if if you may call, and we can deal like that. So uh, that 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 leaves scope for humans. So that was my next yeah. question. What if everything? I, what I what I feel is everything repetitive can be taken over by AI. Only the creative fields where you have to come up uh, with some creative solution or a problem which has never been asked or answered for which there is no data, I think it can answer to, for that we'll require uh, humans. <laughs> what are your comments on that? Um, I would say see on, yeah, Douglas. Sorry, I, I, uh, I kind of, you know, this conversation, I cannot help but uh, remember uh, an Indian film called um, Indian, which was, which was um, based out of a book by, very loosely based out of a book by um, Sujata, uh, who is a science fiction uh, novelist, a Tamil novelist. Um, and uh, there was this particular scene in this film, um, and I think it was remade into multiple other languages as well, uh, was called Robo in Hindi. Um, and, 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 and um, you know, if, if you kind of like peel back the layers of uh, the, 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 um, the Indian film drama and, and all of that involved, I think in, in, in there's the particular scene where it's a scientist, the entire movie is based out of, uh, on, a, on a scientist who creates an artificial intelligent uh, robot. Uh, and uh, basically this robot would be used to kind of do the grunt work so that humans can um, go on and create whatever that's necessary, right? Uh, do the, use the humanness to do something that's more productive. One of the ways these robots could be used for is as a frontliner, maybe during a battle, so or 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 you know um, picking up mines, uh, so that you don't have to lose human lives. So the robot goes in there and actually goes to the battlegrounds and saves people. Uh, maybe a robot could be a fireman. Uh, and this particular scene is when Robo, the, the, the AI robot, actually goes to save uh, a girl who is stuck in a building and uh, a burning building. So she's stuck in, in, in the bathroom. She's having a bath. Um, and uh, the robot basically flies into the, uh, in, through the window, picks her up, 
saves her, which is a good thing because that's what the robot was trained to do, and then brings her into you know to to the firemen and everyone else who's on the on in, on ground. But there is also the press and there's all the public, and she is stark naked. So in a sense, you know what was taught to the robot was, hey, you need to save human lives, which was what the robot did. But then the the human aspect, the emotional aspect of of oh, I could have covered her in a blanket before like plopping her in mm. front of you know all the TV stations and and the public, and the girl was you know obviously she was shaken by it. Yes, her life was saved, but this extra thing could have been added. And of course, the entire movie was was through this learning. The scientist then try tries to infuse emotions into AI. Um, I'm sorry, I completely forgot what your question was, but I. <laughs> Now, talking about Robo, there was one movie of Rajnikant. I haven't seen it, but in she's in talking that... about that only. Okay, I haven't seen the movie, but I was like, if if Rajnikant already can do so many things, like for example, <laughs> when he when Rajnikant does push-ups. it's the earth which is going up and down not him so he, there are a huge uh, <laughs> if you google there are a lot of jokes on rajnikanth so he already as a human can do so many things now if you combine him with ai i don't know what what uh, will go but definitely that makes it to watch the robo movie of rajnikanth yeah i don't think uh, it's but, just a rajnikanth thing i'm not going to defend rajni over here but i think it's a meme thing which i mean there's so many hollywood films where people um, Diving under underwater for like seven minutes or seventeen minutes or seventy minutes, and yeah, uh, but but of, of course, um, I understand your point. To that is, um, uh, can robots kind kind of do like superhuman stuff right now? Uh, but I I think one of the the the, the topics we're also talking about right now is um, infusing emotions. Right? How much can an AI could evolve to undertake? Uh, human jobs like what i think the jobs like nurse or uh, medical professionals is something which will be disrupted very later on maybe i mean yeah how can nurse i would say sorry go sorry. ahead i was saying on nurse in some hospitals i would say it's better if it is robot because the way they treat the patients But yeah, I mean, not in all the cases. <laughs> And one more thing, uh, you you mentioned about wrapping the clothes on the lady. AI is learn from mistakes, right? You make mistake once, and you'll learn again. So once this has become an incident, the programmer or the AI will learn and won't may not repeat that same mistake again. Yeah, that's what the entire movie is about. I mean, it's it's about the AI actually learning from mistakes and um uh and 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 learning from of of course, you know, some of these are very costly mistakes. Um uh, but uh the programmer can only program what he understands and uh, or she understands and only after something happens, like for example with ChatGPT, it knows everything from before 2021 and only until it is programmed to take in more information it is able uh, able to give anything more. So again, it's 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 the human who is doing the the programming sort of stuff. Um, but uh, going back to novel Ravi Khan's suggestion that everything could potentially be done by AI, um, for me, it's the human factor that's holding it back, the emotional factor. Um, but but David says that even that could be could be learned. 
Yeah, so you know there is a thing, but uh, Tanmay, you should watch that movie in that same movie before coming to Dagnes point. Uh, the same robot actually falls in love with uh, the scientist's girlfriend also. So then there is a fight between human and robot for Ashwarya Rai is the I think it won that one. So it's an interesting movie to watch. But we are coming to the original point now. So see every country and I think majorly uh, America and Europe. they have a regulatory body on the ethical use of ai because ai has no bounds in general you can keep training and training and go and kill the jobs and do really shitty stuff which you don't want so now there is a regulation uh, in place already but the big thing is with laptop and uh, uh, internet you can sit anywhere in a dark room or in, in any apartment you never know it's not a factory that people will know you're building a nuclear bomb or something like that it's a nuclear thing which might be in development but uh, might uh, come out later but i'm still hopeful that governments in any country they don't want the social order of the country and the people to be depressed and those kind of things to happen so even if you google about air regulation you will find a lot of things lot of bodies in place already so that will keep the throttle of ai in control that how much you can do Yeah, I, 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 with with whatever the movie that we're talking about right now, um, and uh, it's based. I, I, I mentioned it's based out of a book by written by Sujata, uh, and and this was a book that's written back in the 1970s, and it was set, uh, for for year 2020, and it's it's just so interesting that we are actually having this discussion right now because when the book was written back in 1970s, like a self-learning AI. and this was an era wow. that we see before um uh you know your televisions and mobile phones and and you know how how is sujata was able to explain self learning ai back in the 1970s as a book um it, it's quite interesting but i i i do believe like around the 1960s and 70s i'm i'm a huge like sci-fi novel fan and um, the 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 projections that they have made during that time and we are living it right now it's super surreal talking about another movie have you watched ex machina yeah ex machina yeah yeah ex machina so in that that's also ai right human emotions she makes use of all the human emotions and falls in love and makes that person fall in love with her yeah and then makes him believe and makes him believe how true is she and become has that good connect and then traps him and escapes for as as an opportunity she finds yeah just ai using um uh, emotions as manipulation tool because obviously they do not have the morality that's involved with it and it kind of a similar theme with even this robo film uh, indira film as well where the robot falls in love with the creator's girlfriend um because there's no morality that's involved there's no thing that's stopping and saying that hey this is my creator's partner and i should draw a line because um that's when the entire moral thing comes into play as well i was just thinking uh, ai should be trained on bhagavad gita have you read the stories in it or some any any I'm chance you've got yeah so in in that it's so complex it's not like bible or quran where it has commandments and do this only and don't do this it has uh, like sometimes krishna says one thing and then in the second conversation he'll just uh, twist it around and say the opposite of one thing so um he sounds like an advertiser how... krishna sounds like an advertiser <laughs> 
well <laughs> he's the god <laughs> uh, advertising how humans should be but what i'm trying to say is uh, it's so complex and what i get out of it is basically you should know what to do in what situation it's not always uh, one one square i mean everything fits in one kind of cookie cutter sort of thing so uh, it would be interesting if somebody viewers if you're listening to this and if you're into tech please train ai on bhagavad gita i would love to see the outcome of that <laughs> so But do you want to this... ask chat gpt about that maybe he knows bhagavad gita i should not say he who is chat gpt Yeah. Hey. Hey. Gender, we should be hey, gender no. neutral, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That's There are a lot I of feminist movement rising. So no, no, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so why I said this because uh, Dragon has mentioned a point about morality. How how do we get morality? You know what? How do we know what is right or wrong? Maybe maybe by things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is a question I want to ask. I yeah. I, I do want to say before I throw it back to David, our morality is not binary, and you know coding is binary. It's ones and zeros, and you know um, uh, you got the if and the then and then and then the nots. But with morality, it really you know uh, it depends on the, the specific regions you're from, the upbringing that you got, um, the time that you live in, and who your siblings were. and morality like human experiences shape morality and they are shaped by different regions different times uh different religions and so many so many factors even environments that's why for for the longest time even when when it came to ai uh it was um uh created by white men uh you know back back in the day when when we started looking at how the computer industry um uh was formed right and uh, there was a huge issue when apple uh, launched their face detection and uh, the face detection just wasn't good to detect uh, asian faces and latino faces and black faces because it just could not differentiate the facial features um and then you know you start understanding why there need to be more women in the development team uh, people from multicultures who are part of development and i think that that sort of applies to um teaching ai what it needs as well um but with morality like how are we going to distill the entire thousands of years of human experience and teach ai those nuances because no one person uh is able to do that if no thousands of people wouldn't be able to do that either yeah that's a interesting take yeah i would say see uh, if we talk about uh, morality or ethics in terms of let's say a particular religion a particular country even in india there are different ethical codes within a country you will find it uh, varying with the states uh, within india only we don't need to go too far so the thing is then i from ai and text standpoint i see that there is a version of ethical uh, manuals like okay you want uh, a brazilian guy with brazilian ethics and that's the kind of ai humanoid or bot you want to create that acts according to that so there will be multiple terabytes or petabytes of data which will be ready and which will train that kind of person based on that kind of ethics then there can be let's say an indian kind of thing there can be an american british kind of ethical code and behavioral code so it can be uh, i think to a good extent simulated and replicated 
but again uh, if you take us on ourselves also we consume these kind of information this is information which came to us since childhood and we gradually learned on that and same mistake correction remarks behavior so same as those things those things can be structured those certain set of events it can be created into a data so that's why i was mentioning this regulation thing somebody has to regulate to which extent ai can be trained and that's where if you see there are i mean a strange uh, a war happening between government and ai companies like elon musk is troubled at times so it will go i mean crazy easily if it is not regulated that way but then again who is going to be the regulator are we going to pick uh, every single person from every single state in every single country to do the regulation i mean who does it then no there are already government bodies i need to find let me google because i think major countries like us uh, the european union canada UK, I think they do have that bodies which are controlling these kind of things, and other countries are still yet to come up with those kind of protocols and things. That what what you allow? Because if you see, like, if everybody is jobless, then economy will go down. Because if the work is done in less amount of time, that whole tax structure, the whole thing in which the money rotates, it will come to a halt. Then we have a lot of people; they have to do something. about the jobs i don't think they'll be completely out because on one side you see it making things easier but there also you hear complaints on people not able to find uh, labor force or uh, technically qualified people for the job so there's scarcity of jobs also and like nurses yeah. or doctors or some field where you need your judgment if ai can be used to um reduce their time in filing and some uh, monotonous things like that in which they have to spend most of the time in billing or whatever it is ma- works they can spend more time with the patients yeah man, i mean i will not say it will go uh, like completely jobless kind of situation but it depends on regulation i think so far even these companies are very particular that not to give such a strong message that we are too powerful you have never seen chat gpt come in that way because they know that if they advertise themselves in that way then this the human rights will be the biggest backslash they will face and even the governments and people they my bots will never vote unless we make bots the citizen so it's the same uh, people like us who will vote and keep them in power what do you think is a threat is the smartness of ai a threat why do you need the regulation because it it has no bounds like you can train and code and the tech tech the way it is evolving there is literally no bounds so somebody has to regulate okay how much you can train how much you can automate so this one social problem or the question that comes in you know it is trained on what humans speak right and humans are of all types there are a lot of polarized opinions and hate speech also available on the internet so it's i would what do you think devit how how is it trained to avoid such hate speech how how does it know this is a hate speech or this is not and then try to avoid to dragonist will tell because there is already so much sentiment analysis happening in advertising industry and all the campaigns which we do first thing i think these guys check is what's the sentiment of a social post and whatever they are doing so dragonist what's your take on this Yeah, I I guess again it comes down to cultural nuances, and for me, I think um, it it uh, right now Chat GPT. Do, do any of you guys like know um, who is where's the founder based out of? 
we have most softwares in the world that are widely used right now are made by american people or american organization or american companies i'm not saying that um it it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world but a lot of stuff that we are familiar with happens from that part of the world and i think that itself is a huge problem uh we should yeah. start like using and um uh, for a very long time actually for a country like china uh they have put bans on a lot of softwares there's only a certain kind of apps that you could download on your phone and actually use it um but they start creating some phenomenal like you see some phenomenal tech that comes out from that part of the world which we rarely even hear about um even before instagram even before facebook uh china had apps which integrated chat payment um and uh, shopping uh social media into one app and this came out of the western world like years and years later so for me like even when it comes down to regulation and uh, preventing the use of certain languages preventing the use of certain terms and words it boils down to who are we going to put as um, custodians of this learning process i have no answers for it i'm i'm throwing out the question yeah actually you brought so many good points and processing all of them so i really like your china point because many people don't know about that china is really smart because apple google microsoft your mobile laptop everything is covered so if people go anti us then you will face consequences like russia is facing iran is facing and again we are totally it's just like three four major softwares i'm talking about even if you talk about any other app you are using it is majorly us or china was very smart they blocked google first because uh, that's a big thing then they controlled the social media first and what dragonus is saying is really correct because their apps are really at par and maybe beyond what uh, these american giants are shipping and dubai and uae are also on same track they are not letting you do whatsapp uh, audio calls and things so they are very particular about how much uh, people are exposed by sharing the data who is the custodian as she was asking So this is again a very very uh, deep topic, but uh, I mean, a lot of good points raised by her. So quick, um, quick output from what I was searching uh, on ChatGPT in the background. First of all, about about Bhagavad Gita. Yes, yeah, it has read it already. <laughs> so mm. it is telling. I, it has just read it. uh it can tell you which paragraphs and what is the meaning. I actually asked it, what is the what is the most uh, famous para. in the in the bhagavad gita and what is the meaning of that so it told me that then i went full on philosophical on it <laughs> what is truth i asked him <laughs> and then it it gave me a mind blowing answer for what is truth also so it gave me uh, truth in term in terms of philosophy in terms of science in terms of religion so all these uh, i'll i'll add a pdf of this in the description who want to go ahead and uh, read it further like what are the results of that uh but also as i had asked earlier 
how it avoids uh, offensive content or biased content it has given an answer for that too um openai uses a combination of techniques to prevent offensive or biased content from being generated by the model these techniques include fine tuning the model on diverse training data using techniques like history conditioning to ensure contextuality appropriate response and monitoring the model's output during deployment how would you break that down the with i'm not able to get all of it you are a little quick but uh, that's let me repeat amazing, it sounds amazing no yeah. do ask no, in the tanmay instead of instead of repeating that do ask chat gpt to um summarize that into layman's terms summarize yeah. that into Yeah. yeah, good idea. Wow. Let's see whether it can do that. But but David, let me let me ask you while Tanmay is doing that. Let me ask you: Do you ever see um, live learning happening with uh, with AI tools? Because right now it's only learned and it, the information is uploaded or set to a particular date or whatever it is. But do you see live learning that's happening? Live learning? You mean as you go? As you go, yeah. Aspect. Yeah, so I think your mobiles, mobiles are actually doing that. So the reason I was saying is these smart devices. So they actually are studying everything, like the time you pick up the device, how much time you spent on it, what kind, what is your behavior of apps, what is your timing of using things, what kind of apps you are using. So these are real, real powerful um, data points which they are collecting already. So they are on the fly learning all the time. Even like if you see. these uh, again it goes down to ad industry people now don't keep uh, their mobiles in their sensitive uh, conference rooms or any places where they have a good discussion going on because they see ads related to let's say they talk about sugar so they will see ads related to sugar insta reels and sugar facebook ads and same thing so it's i think already a live learning all around from smartphones from apps so chat gpt did give out an answer to that which i'll put it in that uh, what do you say in the document because on this podcast as i mentioned in the last episode we want to have discussions that and information and insights that you won't find on google and chat gpt so the human touch or what we are thinking right now so uh, let's go to the next question um what do you think about education with chat gpt uh, coming in the perspective and i would love to give a shout, shout out to dr sharyu uh, bhakre who is an amazing uh, mentor of mine a college teacher for, uh, on entrepreneurship so she asked me this question on uh, this so I, this is dedicated to you ma'am i'm sure you're looking at it so education what um, what i've seen or what i think is going to be disrupted is students um just asking chat gpt for the assignments and uh, it giving out the answer and they then they copy pasting it so uh, this can happen right solving this sums like in simple terms if you give a calculator to a person a child who is in first or second grade who has to learn to calculate but he can just ask alexa or calculator to do 2 plus 2 for him so what is the role of education system here now what what should we be teaching the future generation
Agnes, you want to go or should I? No, no, go ahead. Okay. So see, what I see is uh, this chat GPT thing is already banned in colleges somewhere. There's already a lot of news floating that uh, students in schools and colleges, they're getting their assignments done by chat GPT. And people already developed a software which detects if a particular piece of answer is given by chat GPT so that they can easily cancel out and detect because it's for a human it is a lot to read and process that if an essay is coming out of chat gpt if it is let's say a poem related assignment for a student they get a poem done by chat gpt so there are already softwares which are doing that so i think education should limit because if we in general see that we are already getting dumb we previously used to calculate in our mind we used to memorize phone numbers and we actually now if we think like uh, the way google is helping us write emails chat gpt is writing us uh, helping us write documents so the confidence and smartness and the promptness we have to do certain tasks it will be reduced i'm saying we will go ahead but again we will be too much dependent and our mind will not be that sharp to do some basic things which we can do very quickly so for childs i think our kids who are into schools and colleges it is super risky like chat gpt can solve math problems easily complex ones so if they actually get uh, into that kind of zone that okay yeah, bring it on teacher let me do that so then it is a big risk but the good thing about the ai based learning is if books are fed into chat gpt some guy is not having a good bond a good way to grasp what a teacher is saying maybe because of a language barrier or anything else if chat gpt can summarize in a human way maybe we get a voice to chat gpt then i think these integrations are possible because chat gpt has api also that is the beautiful side of the whole thing yeah and and i also just to add on to your point david um i i think um students are always going to be um a step ahead of the teachers and the education system because that's what students are they evolve like so much quicker and um this has happened to us when we were in in school days and uh, i hated going to lectures uh because i would be like okay whatever this person is teaching me right now i could put, like just google and find out like why am i even sitting here why am i here why am i wasting 2 hours right here when you're showing me something that i could google and search it and back in that day uh people were not really using search engines effectively so um there there were the students were set in the classrooms and half of them sleeping or whatever it is um it is uh, i think a lot of responsibility lies with parents and teachers to to be um aware of um emerging technology and uh, just like how students are a step ahead why didn't why aren't the teachers a step ahead as well so when you're issuing issuing out these uh papers or questions then uh, if the teacher had said like hey um yeah these this is these are your assignments but don't use chat gpt even if the student actually uses it you know that's so that that interaction i think that learning process uh, is not happening with with um uh with schools They're taking things for granted syllabus stays the same for like decades people are still learning the same things that they have learned for years and um evolution in education just has to happen quicker and um there were there there was a time when um uh, students were not allowed to bring in calculators to school and then it took a lot of time for people to realize you know what no matter how much we're going to ban this people are going to find ways to sneak in a calculator so let's um teach stuff that's uh, that's okay to use calculators but then there's something beyond that as well 
um, and that that's going to be an evolving discussion. Yeah. No, that's uh, very well said. And again, colleges, if they even say that don't use ChatGPT, that will provoke a student. Okay, if they don't know what is ChatGPT, they will definitely do that. Some colleges actually now are forcing students to complete assignments within college and they are blocked the ChatGPT site. But again, it's not a scalable model. Something else has to be done. As you said, probably lecturers or teachers have to move a little ahead and be a little more smart about what they are. Yeah. I would say, you know what, this is your assignment. Please use ChatGPT to complete your assignment, but I'm still going to pick the better assignment out of it. Like, go ahead, use ChatGPT. Yeah, and I'm going to be competitive. Exactly. Yeah. So how can you still use ChatGPT? Use AI, use MidJourney, use whatever it is that you want to use, but I'm going to pick out an assignment that stands apart. And that student will always find a way. I think this was a quote by uh, Bill Gates, if I'm not wrong, or was it Steve Jobs? I, I don't really remember. But it was like, um, I, I am smart. It, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but I'm smart because I'm lazy because the lazy or I hire somebody who is lazy because I always, uh, they'll always find shortcuts. You will find an easy job. Yeah. Easy ways of shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's Bill Gates. So, so look at that. I mean, students, the smartest students are always going to find shortcuts. They're always going to, but there is always a way to, um, be, be um, I, I wouldn't say smarter than them, but wiser than them because the the wiseness comes from experience. And if teachers and schools arm themselves with being open to um, emerging tech, then we have a win-win situation. No, I love that answer. Imagine there are 50 students all using ChatGPT. How many unique answers ChatGPT can give? Then they have to go to, again, Google or whatever they do to books. Or maybe they will be else. asking their parents, their grandparents, or they'll be going to old school libraries. I don't know. But or they'll be touching grass. I don't know whatever it is that they're doing. Yes, Tanwe. Yeah. I, I I was thinking of a couple of points as you were saying. Um, have you Are you sure you participated yourself? Chat GPT in them? No, no, no. I mean, I could have done that, but no, these are uh, original. So, <laughs> uh, have you ever given an open textbook exam? So, in which there is an exam and you can, you have the textbook with you and you still have to give it. Have you given that? Yeah. I, How was that experience? I, I loved it because, um, you know, I never studied for exams anyway. So uh, when they told me, you know, you can use your books to, to write answers and then you start looking through your books and you un understand that the answers are not there. <laughs> so maybe there would be a theory or there would be some kind of explanation, a couple of lines that you could look through the textbook and find it. But the rest of it was just up to you. So basically it implied that you still had to read the textbook before coming to know where to look for. No, exactly. I mean, you wouldn't want to like keep going through like, I don't know, 500 pages to, and, and, and waste time with that. Right. But I, I guess then the education system in, in Singapore got a bit smarter because they're like people are anyway bringing in notes. Uh, and mostly, you know, these would be like theories and stuff that people couldn't remember. Let, let, let's just allow them to bring the textbooks in. So then in the same way, if you're giving exam with chat GPT, how would you increase the uh, like complexity? So what I, th what I thought was, uh, main skill you need for 
chat gpt is knowing what to ask it has the answers but if you don't know what to ask what what answer will you get so i think uh, teachers will have to train on what is the right question to be asked or uh, which yeah i mean those kind of analytical thinking like which what is the problem identifying the problem in first and then solving it uh, there's this quote uh, dhirubhai uh, not dhirubhai mukesh ambani was telling about his stanford experience uh, he had a amazing teacher who allocated marks not on the basis of solving problem he said 50% of the marks is the quality of the question that you find for the problem and then the solution that you find for the problem and this was a entrepreneurship course so isn't that what what how we make wealth or entrepreneurship is finding the problem in the society and then solving it so the question comes before the answer i think that will remain a, a integral skill uh, for to learn and i it's high time for the education system to change stop making us read and memorize text uh, which is i mean getting information is very easy we there's no there's no point in memorizing it but what to do with the information you get is the thing that we need to learn right <laughs> this is the problem and i have all this information han how to apply it many times we have been googling for solutions right but still we need to analyze from different articles and you might have to done do that for your writing your script or your copy uh, for for ad or whatever it is and then then define it in your own way and write it out so that will remain and this is a high time to change this uh, streams okay science commerce arts which is there in india it needs to be multidisciplinary you cannot pull all, all people in one basket sort of way um, or for students to teach what they want to learn in a way so uh, i want to quote elon musk on this elon musk started his own school like many other things he does he started his own school for his students for his kids now there are 20 students in it it's called ad astra and there are no grades in it like all age groups are in one classroom and they have uh, they teach what the child wants somebody is more inclined to music or math or whatever they they teach it in that way and the final way he concluded that was uh, we don't want to teach tools we want to teach how to use the tools so <laughs> uh these are what what are your thoughts on this uh divit you want to take this first no after you dragonis or did you did you go speechless <laughs> yeah i i i um yeah i i guess you know they're bringing back to the point of the smart people the those who are not mediocre will always find a way to set themselves apart and not because they intentionally doing it they just built to do it um a lot of the things that we are understanding right now as human beings like emotional quotients uh eq uh mm. we were always been a society that was focused on iq uh because that is how we have been for 200 years uh post war a modern society was and and education is built on um having people boxed up and um uh trying to get tasks uh, done as quickly as possible and hence we have the 9 to 5 job and we have a two day weekend and people have to go through one hour lunch breaks and uh, right now we understanding that a lot of these stuff do not are not even relevant anymore when people are working around the clock uh, or uh, working across time zones then what's the point of having a monday to friday routine or and, and stuff like that so um, even when it comes to education and um, evolving as a human society uh, it 
comes uh, uh, up to asking the right questions. Why are we doing what we are doing right now? Why are we asking students to memorize? Why are we getting students to learn this particular um, way? Uh, and the people who ask the more, more people who ask more questions um, are people who will disrupt how society thinks and evolves. And that would, uh, yeah, and that's how there's always going to be. Yeah, what do you think, David? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky question because the education, it varies based on a stream to stream. Like if you talk about history, so history card, uh, class is going on and student is not focused and uh, they don't care what teacher is doing. Typically, like this is what how I am because history is not my interest. But let's say somebody takes history, like in Elon Musk kind of situation, they say initially like kids like my daughter, she still changes her mood every two weeks. Like now I want to do this, now I want to do this. So now let's say a guy goes into history. Now they're not paying attention to the teacher. And history is, I think, something like even if we talk about India, that uh, Mughal era, pre-Mughal era, and what happened throughout the thing. So these are just the things which you can't uh, memorize. You have to like think, discuss, debate, and then really feel like what was really into the history because there's, again, no single point of truth. But now imagine like nobody is paying attention in the class. Then they got chat GPT to get the whole history. Like if they have to write an answer on, let's say, Akbar as a king, they just say, okay, well, how, what kind of king was Akbar? And they do, 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 they're done and dusted. So then what kind of historians we will create? There will be a chat GPT historian, which might not be expert because the whole ability to debate, explore, analyze, and put your own thought process, your own perspective into play, that will be gone from the whole thing. Same applies for engineering also. It is not just about memorizing, it is about debating. If you're really serious about the craft, so it, it can be a long answer, but this is the short version. For any stream, it is not uh, just memorizing. It is much more. You know, a couple of more points. Uh, the, have you read uh, Homo Sapiens? Uh, this is the book by Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah. So he has three books. So the third book is 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. So there's this thought which I really liked from the book. Uh, he says in future, the risk is not about which skills you have or you don't have. It's about becoming obsolete. Like your skills becoming irrelevant to the problem then, that is the risk that humans have. You need to make yourself useful because with the changing time and technology, uh, you'll have to adopt and uh, build your skills in one way that you're still valuable. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it, and we do it, right? I think, anyway, with with, with blockchain and Web3, and um, um, if you look at the, the kind of people that we interact with, uh, it feels like to us that blockchain is, is, is um, just because we are in this industry and we communicate with people in the NFT space or developers or, or blockchain companies, it feels like everyone knows about it. But, you know, I got to keep reminding myself every single day that we actually are the 1% uh, of the entire world who are discussing this. Everyone else doesn't give an F about about this at all because anyway, it's not even the user experience, so much of friction that it makes onboarding so, so difficult. Um, but if you look at even the 1%, they are here in this space, 
because they have a very unique quality. Uh, the quality of uh, people who are lifelong learners, who are able to question things, who are able to build something better than yesterday, and who are able to disrupt stuff and challenge uh, status quo. And I, and, I, and I believe that any industry, there's always going to be these people and they, they will stay relevant because they uh, find a way to stay relevant. And it's not because someone teaches them or educates them to be relevant because you cannot teach relevancy, I think so. You might be able to train the human mind to think out of the box or, um, you know, maybe be asked questions in different ways. Uh, but um, the survival of being survival of the fittest, if you would like to call it that way, or survival of, uh, of relevancy, of, of me wanting to, 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 to be useful for the next person, uh, it, it's a very, very human quality. Indeed. One more point, and I would love to take the discussion to our next section, uh, which is art, which how we are all connected to it. Before that, I just wanted to say, in the previous episode, there was an interesting conversation happening on what would you ask if you met Elon Musk? So Patrick from Poseidon Dow mentioned about how he kept his inner circle or the way he manages people in the company and makes them optimized, like people being so inspired on their own and these companies, he's CEO in five to six companies. And these are top class companies of the world. And how he can get those minds, keep them and be inspired. And how So this human factor, right? Dealing with human and getting uh, working together and all that. I think this is, this is a pure human thing because humans are irrational. They have impulses. They have desires. There are many other things that AI may not understand. If it can, 100 years down the line, we don't know. But this is something not easy to do, right? So... Uh, people, psychologist, or this skill is very important apart from finding which problem it is. So with that, let us take the discussion to the next chapter in this uh, show, all about art and NFTs. So um, I want to quickly share what uh, AI has done uh, with the prompts um, and the things. So first, I'm going to go with uh, Blender. Uh, I asked chat GPT to, I'm, I'm not a coding person, uh, David Bayer is, uh, and I wanted to know how it is. So a shout out to um, other artists who make generative art. Uh, there are a lot of things in it, right? One bracket, one comma and something you mix up and you, you spend the whole day under analyzing what went wrong. So I asked chat GPT to do this and it brought out a solution. Uh, I'm going to share it on the screen right now. So I asked it to do a Python script so that I can um, I can create. Wait, let me just share the whole okay window. So this I asked it to write a script so that I can create a deformed uh, abstract object. So this was the script Python script. It also gave me. Um, suggestions on how to do this so i had mentioned this with the in the episode of um source book where, where we are talking about i didn't get that good results but today it's different it looks like every day it's learning and improving uh, so this is what it created and I'll, now i'll show you what prompt i had given for this 
so you know, even in the prompting process, it um, it it didn't give a simple answer. So of course, it wrote the script, but before that, it was telling me how how complex this is. What are the other um, other things that need to be concerned, like texture, like lighting. There are many, many more things that artist needs to consider, right? Doing abstract is not easy. So uh, this, these are his solutions to which I, I'll add this also to the document in the, in the script. GPT apologized first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So it cannot generate code very broadly for open-ended uh, tasks like this. That's what. So that, and then finally, I said, "No, you still try." Even I give some encouragement to Chat GPT. <laughs> try this. I, I said, "Okay, give me a script of a a simple object, and then a complex object." And that's how then I came to this. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking this. And for all AI tools. Mid journey or anything, it's game of prompts. Talking about mid journey, that's the next thing that I want to share. Wait, I like, I like, so I, I, like, like the, I like that that title. It should be the next TV series, Game of Prompts. Um, game of prompts. <laughs> game yeah. of prompts. Yeah, we should book we need uh, a trademark or something. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm trademarking this for a T-shirt. <laughs> Rights reserved. <laughs> that is going to be one bloody series. <laughs> Yeah. There's going to be so much drama and uh, twists and turns and probably more of, I didn't like this, repeat this again, do this, do that. (laughs) Or a debate on what is, uh, what is working and what is not. So I was very curious. Um, I asked uh, this, I had a good interaction with chat GPT for the thumbnail of this podcast. So I'll I'll show what has come out. It it gave you an SVG. No no no. So this is the image that it created. <laughs> this is Chat GPT or is it Mid Journey? So Chat GPT with his better half Mid Journey both coming together and creating this. Oh, you took the prompt from ChatGPT and placed it. Yeah. Oh, nice. I asked, I asked ChatGPT to give me a prompt for mid-journey to be able to do this. Yeah. And this is what it created. So what, what was the prompt? So what this is Dragonist and this is uh, David on the other side. Yeah, looks good. So uh, the prompt <laughs> roughly... Paraphrasing the prompt, wait, let me get to the right question because I had asked him a lot of questions. So uh, it was on the lines, how ch- make me a thumbnail for the show today, uh, where we're talking about chat GPT and how it is taking over the world and how, how, what are the other repercussions it's having? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has okay, to be three... people, man, you need to add more. <sighs> So, uh, so I asked the question, give me a text prompt for mid journey prompt to create art that shows how chat GPT is taking over the world and changing the world. So then it, the prompt it created was this, which I later feed into uh, mid journey. So it says, quote, 
as the world becomes increasingly dependent on chat gpt technology we see a future where okay let me just pull that keep sharing that so people can um see that and, uh, and tell us in comments if if it is um right accurate or not so quote again you can see the screen and uh, cross check with the story of that image as the world becomes increasingly dependent on chat gpt technology we see a future where machines have replaced human labor and decision making create a piece of art that depicts this shift and its impact on society as we navigate this uh, new era of automation and artificial intelligence stop quote I'm I'm just thinking if I were to give such a brief to my art director what what would they <laughs> what would they come up with they'd probably just walk out of the office because they'd be like I have no idea what you just briefed me on yeah <laughs> well test it out then we can compare this outcome to theirs what they create yeah yeah that would be quite interesting maybe you can give it to mid journey and give the mid journey output to the art director that I want something like this Oh that is that's already happening. That's no problem. It's happening in ad world and that's what's causing the bloodshed and and all that, you know? Like okay. um, this this is a real life incident which happened in uh, in an agency where a couple of weeks ago uh, the art director had gone out for a for a lunch break and then you know um someone else in the office was not in the art direction department just uh, you know churned out something with mid journey or, or dolly they were in the tech department yeah they were in the <laughs> and uh, it was the janitor actually no i'm kidding so um yeah so they 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 did something and then when the art director came back from lunch you know the person had the audacity to say hey where did you go my goodness you took a one hour lunch i did this in 10 minutes you know and <laughs> and they mm. and the art director was just yeah okay all right uh well Good do it for, for everything <laughs> did he get a bonus or did he get more work in return what the what the art director or the janitor the the janitor <laughs> yeah yeah the the janitor is now um, his designation has changed he has become aij AIG <laughs> That is a good one. Yeah. yeah. This is what the chat GPT wouldn't have done. Impromptu jokes. You see? But then that could yeah. actually happen in a game of prompts because impromptu also comes in prompts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on fire. Dragon is a smoking fire today. Smoking. smoking fire. What? What do you say? Uh, bursting out fire? <laughs> I'm glad I'm just smoking fire, not anything else. <laughs> Is this a PG show? <laughs> no, but seriously, smoking would be taking in, right? What do you call when you give it out? <laughs> It's called being like throwing fire, throwing fire. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, either either you're blazing fire, coughing fire, blowing fire. Yeah, coughing fire. Imagine Kejriwal coughing fire. <laughs> Were they not dragons in Game of Thrones as well? There must be. I'm sure. Okay, so Game of Thrones had dragons. Game of Thrones need to have dragons. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, Devit Bhai had done a good thread today on AI art. So, can you give us insights from that um, to the audience today? Yeah. See, uh, my thread was based on my own experiences. I will not take any name. but what i have seen is uh, 
typically let's say you are an artist you are known for your procreate uh, art style which is very uh, polished and very refined now over years and i'm a fan of yours for the same reason and whenever you mint i just uh, go and blindly uh, promote the work and tell my friends to collect it but on like this uh, these current times you get to know chat gpt mid journey so you now mix procreate mid journey chat gpt and you use mid journey as a base to basically develop on top of procreate so now you minted the artwork again uh, i see your style i noticed somewhat different but i might think okay you might have done something else and i bought it but later on somebody else came to me you he told me you know this is an ai art and then it's not bad that it's ai art but again the problem which i quoted in my thread is the documentation if it is not there in the nft description that this is using ai to what extent that creates a red flag in my mind not for the art but for the artist that i trusted this guy for certain given sort of work which is his signature or her signature but now they use something and didn't document it and it's happening for not two but three or four artists now in industry and i see those conflicts and dms coming to me so that thread was about like evolving as an artist it's fine but especially as ai it is considered negative some people call ai mid journey as a stolen art which i agree also there are uh, i think lawsuits in line for mid journey because they took up artworks of people without uh, taking their consent so by all this negativity at least nft description can say that i use procreate i use mid journey for x thing that's all then it's up to the collector if they really like the work they will buy it otherwise they are free to leave it Mm. You know, I just wish that when it comes to Instagram models, they always had a caveat in the description saying that I had a nose job, I had a AI filter on, or something. So at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were saying that they do that. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah I was hoping that, that that that's coming. Yeah. They, uh, but the, <laughs> these days, I think with Instagram, um, uh, I think it it does say that a filter has been used here, or this is an ad, and and, and things like that. Yeah. Right? filter it will say sure. but what about makeup and all the jobs they have done <laughs> or the jobs they do yeah maybe and in in the, in the future if that might also be attached because every every job that you get every face uplift that you get every botox i'm not against any of these things but every time you do something it would automatically be up in the blockchain so it's integrated and it will be mentioned on social media But you know, see, there are two angles to it. One angle But is personal one opinion. Thing... I find uh, women more attractive without makeup. So, are you saying that you you find women more attractive without makeup, but you find men more attractive with makeup? <laughs> I've never seen a man, but yeah, let's. <laughs> but that's a good twist in the story of the the <laughs> Game of Thrones. All right. Yeah, actually, you should give that prompt to Mid Journey, a woman without makeup and a man with makeup. Give that to Mid Journey and see what it comes up today. <laughs> um, I think we are completely sidelining, but I think in ancient days, men were also wearing makeup. I don't know why they stopped. Right? If you look at the Egyptian uh, carvings and things, men always had makeup on. Oh, oh we'll... that wasn't the makeup. That was a whole dog's head on its own. Like, 
head on head that, that was actually um, avatars we actually had avatars back then uh huh did we lose divit damn divit got rugged this is the first rug is happening on this that's cuz uh, you said um, you like uh, men with makeup, makeup so divit got <laughs> <laughs> i hope uh, <laughs> uh that was let me check with him he might be wondering what happened so i'll just get in touch with him but till then please can you tell uh, in ad agencies what is the skill that people get paid for <laughs> so almost like why are you guys even getting paid what do you do <laughs> <laughs> wow nobody has ever asked me uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I got you. Um, oh, David is back. Uh... Hey, sorry, guys, browser crashed. Browser. Brave browser. That's what we we were saying. Yeah, so we, it, it use Chrome. Brave. Yeah. So, um, hope you didn't get offended by the men's in makeup comment. I thought we left. You left because of that. No, no. See, that's my problem. My life's problem now because now man is doing makeup and I'm in my forties. I prefer to stay whatever way I am. I might want uh, piercing done in my ear, but not more than that. Now, whenever I go to a salon, that's a discussion with that guy. See, sir, you have tanning, you have that blackheads, and you have to do that hair coloring thing. And I'm like, Namaste. I'm I'm not into that thing, but. But that's I think a generation gap also. It's good for men to groom themselves. You know, I I was just telling Tanmay we were in that topic. I mean, we're sidelining. Might as well sideline to ancient history. You look at you know old Greek paintings and you know um, Egyptian art and stuff like that. Men were wearing makeup, and I don't know why they stopped. They were so fancy. They were like dressing up so amazingly, and then suddenly because they got overwhelmed with so many products. Yeah, that could actually happen. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> there's only certain types of things, right? The multitasking doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about makeup, but jewelry was there in I think Indian mythologies also, Ramayan, Mahabharat, like full hand and these things. You have a yeah. They know, always wore the eyeliners so. and uh, there were like colorings and stuff like that was always there with the with the hand. Yeah. In ancient cultures, you know, yeah, eyeliners was an Indian thing. I think West ruined the whole thing. We call it kajal in Hindi. That eyeliner, the black thing, it is uh, claimed to be good for eyes if it is produced in the way our grand nannies and grandma used to do that. But I don't know. Then, do you use those things now? Good question. I got the same question when I was in college. There was this girl who was asking me, "Why? How? Why does your face glow, and why is it so bright and fair? Tell me your routine." So I was like, "Okay, sit down. I'll tell you. Wake up in the morning, go to the toilet. I mean, washroom. Switch on the tap and splash cold water on your face, and just wash it with soap. And do this twice a day. That's it." Hey, you know what? I've asked this question to my dad because my dad, I've never seen him like have breakouts. And his face is like super shiny and glowy all the time. So we always ask, like, Dad, like, what, what, what is your routine? You know? And he'll be like, Oh, I never use soap on my face. <laughs> but you know, Tanmay, your reason is because you are a chilled out person. But I think the person who takes stress that loses, I think, glow more or less sooner or later with wrinkles and everything. He, pa- he passes <laughs> the stress to us. Yeah. <laughs> You Maybe. should have seen the stress on Dragoness's face when I asked her that question. <laughs> yeah, let's go to that. Why are you guys around? Yeah. 
what do you get paid for like what do people in ad agencies get paid for that is the question yeah okay. so we we get paid for lying and we got to do it in a way that people don't realize they are lies so we get paid for exaggerating shit we get paid to tell stories we get paid to make things look pretty and uh, yeah that that's what we get paid for i think lying in itself has always been again going back to emotions and and and, and the humanness uh, of stuff lying has always existed uh, since the day that even before language was formed uh, deception was always there even when we talk about makeup makeup is a form of deception isn't it is it's a way of making yourself look attractive and it's always about how the first look matters and um, how you present yourself how you'd like perception to be so um, we we are the storytellers and uh, we make uh, we build perceptions that's what we get paid for that's why we get the big bucks I got another I t-shirt say. idea. I got another t-shirt idea as you're speaking. AI doesn't lie. No, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe in my in Game of Thrones, yeah. So yeah. I asked this question because we we know right copywriters and all that we are discussing before. So if the ad agents, ad or branding persons, only task was to uh, create images relevant to that and uh, relevant. Um, what do you say um, publicity for that and then also brand designers who design logo and all that so if all that can be done by ai what what is the, what are the things left for the person in the ad so when she was yeah. talking about lying ai doesn't lie i've never seen chat gpt lie about anything that's why jobs boom answer that question <laughs> let's go and that's no, why but... the t-shirt idea now you get it ai doesn't lie like hips don't lie Yeah, doesn't lie. Yeah. So, David, you wanted to say, But, you know, then I, yeah, I, I actually uh, want to add on Dragonist because I used to take every other department apart from coding very lightly when I was not running my own company. So now we have a marketing department, we have HR and everything, and I'm actually playing and getting into shoes of everyone. So what she said is good, but I will not say marketing is lie. But it, the last later part of our line is very true. Like you make things look good. and you do a storytelling which is very particular and very emotional as of now and like even if i compare my it company's marketing strategy versus if we do something in nft they are day and night different you can't use the same template same kind of images and same kind of insta and twitter post and same campaign everywhere so it is a fun and super creative job at times i mean for me coding is easy i can go tuck 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 type and get done but if i have to sit with my marketers plan a campaign oh man it's really mm. painful it's really tactical job yeah of course i, will, I agree on that saying was um uh, to be taken you know um, lightheartedly right we, we don't just um lie to people but then at the end of the day you know um if if you look at how the human language has evolved is um uh, metaphors is 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 what comes up always i think it's the easiest and quickest way that is like the the oldest form of copywriting in three or four words you tell a story and you actually convey a sentiment without having to explain something if i call somebody a couch potato today uh we've heard of this uh, phrase 
it doesn't mean that the potato is sitting on the couch. No, that the person who understand doesn't understand the cultural nuance of a couch potato would not get it. And if I were to say, you know, uh, you're the apple of my eye, that does not mean that you are a you are an internet company or you don't have a stem stem that's growing off your head. It means that you know you're a beloved person, and that is a lie. Actually, if you think about it, Panmi, you're the apple of my eye is a lie. If I say that you are a couch potato, it's going to be a lie because it's not as what it is. Um, and 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 I think that is what you know. The, these kind of like metaphors come with culture. Jokes come with culture. Humor comes with culture. No two um, uh, something that could be funny in China might not be funny in Singapore or or, or in India. Yeah. And then and, and understanding that is is a huge part of humanness. Um, I go back to an old advertising uh, ad. Um, uh, this was uh, uh, between uh, two car rental uh, companies, uh, and it was uh, done by a very very famous copywriter. It was uh, Avis um, uh, versus I think there was a, an, an, another uh, car rental company. It was not budget, but it was something else, right? Uh, but oh yeah, it was Hertz. It was Avis and Hertz. So the the brief is very simple. The brief is uh, for the advertising agency to advertise this company called Avis because at that point of time, Hertz was the most used um, uh, car rental company. Car okay. rental. So yeah. uh, Avis, the advertising agency taking care of Avis, had to come up with an ad, and what they did was they understood that uh, Avis is not the best. Uh, Avis is not popular. Avis is not the most well sought, sought out by companies. So they created this brilliant advertising line headline, which says that uh, we are number two. So, which is why we will only try harder. So we will only get better. Mm. So that was the line was so simple. Avis is number two. We will only try harder, and that is nice. not a lie. That is the fact. So sometimes, you know, making things look good doesn't have to be a lot of like um, exaggeration. It could be just a matter of, um, and I and I don't know whether you know an AI could actually write such beautiful copy. You know? Yeah, it will be. I think replica of what is already in the world, but uh, I don't know how they can be that smart. Like as you said, cultural, country-wise, and there are so many local metaphors. I love the point that Divit had made previously. Creative aspect that is the most important uh, thing, right? Um, as we mentioned, knowing the trends of the market and then trying to address it um, and being very impromptu to catering that trend with that kind of marketing and. Uh, using the opportunity of what is happening there. So, for example, when demonetization happened, <laughs> next day, the biggest ad in the newspaper, the full front page ad on all newspaper was Paytm promoting yeah, and yeah. thanking uh, the Prime Minister for this. So, that's the... <laughs> you have to take this decision in a couple of seconds or like um, within a night. So, those kind of things, a lot of psychological aspect also comes in in all these creativity. So <clears throat> driving the question ahead about this creativity aspect, I'm sure in IT field also, you need a lot of creativity and 
things that are not just uh, same way so can you tell us what kind of creativity is required and people hired for in in the it first uh, tanmi was like what are you even getting paid for and then now he's going to debate and us like are you guys even creative so. <laughs> <laughs> no i love your question and uh, i will use dragonis's reference only like uh, see uh, previously there was a time in software where you just have to have a simple form you come tuck tuck enter and you get done but now ux how the app feels what's the emotional language how it is interacting with the persona it's a big thing in itself and just like every ad every company wants their app to stand out that start uh, starts from the logo the logo has uh, to be unique and that means that whatever is done in the world in past it has to be better and very different from that same goes for the app now the app has to match with the logo color the theme of the logo let's say if there is a kangaroo in the logo it has to have that kind of thing so it's a very like uh, entry process and it's not uh, that uh, machine driven you can maybe ask ai to generate a form but again uh, there are so much discussions and debate like even if you go to like apple like they even uh, discuss a lot about like where this button is what's the pixel height is is it good for this kind of thumb what's the average thumb size so there are so many things which even goes in basics ui design then again code itself what the way code is done if we keep doing the code in the same way it is not uh, optimized the machines are getting better the way we have to do code we have learned from mistakes so again uh, i will again say it's a boiler plate if you're getting a 2021 code but in 23 24 the things i have uh, i think learned and unlearned so many times in my 20 years of career that uh, you cannot stick to a given thing again it will be a long discussion but the i think crux is that thing that uh, it's a, a very creative thing uh, which we do with code or with ux so absolutely the languages are uh, as you mentioned technology changes languages are evolving um and processes are becoming easier and suppose it's not just about web 3 right when you have more things coming in like web uh, it's not just about web 2 it's like things like blockchain and all coming up the coders have to upgrade themselves to learn that language or that implication and use all those skills together that's what i'm imagining uh, right now yeah so i mean about- that i mean in 2022 jan my daughter we are in work from home setup so my daughter is taking class in one room and i took a course from iit so iit dragonis is one of the most reputed institutes in india so i took a blockchain course from iit kanpur for 6 months i was taking classes on weekend for 4 4 hours and again i was getting homework so it was a fun conversation at home that we me and my daughter are in same boat I actually again, I lived the in um, uh, IIT Madras for eight okay. lived. I, I, I just lived. Yeah, just you lived. have an Indian connection. I, I no, uh, yeah, of course, I'm ethnically Indian. Probably my ancestors mm-hmm. came from India, like hundreds or whatever thousands of years ago, um, to that part of the world. Um, so yeah, uh, I and 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 um, in back in two thousand and. can't remember the exact year but this was quite some time ago i was producing a documentary in singapore and it was about schools and uni- top universities from across the world and we did cover iit madras and iit delhi so i was in the campus and i lived uh, in in the student hostel there so i i can understand how like you must have 
studied with like a bunch of really brilliant minds like yourself i you know what i'm wondering why did you just live there and not study like i, I wasn't smart enough and they don't like liars so yeah so you just wanted so you took that code very seriously you are average of five people around you so you didn't want to study but you you wanted to be there around them remember it's all the... about the shortcuts yeah it's all about the shortcuts <laughs> <laughs> let's go yeah so divit sorry i i interrupted you so you study blockchain at iit kharagpur no iit kanpur kanpur and uh, yeah and it was uh, a tough course so i mean i i forget now the original flow of things why i was saying that so yeah i think it was learning and unlearning things and i'm in 40 years i have to do that thing to keep up with the pace of things and even if i talk about the same going job thing the typical thing in it is the more senior you get you are typically in any industry that more salary but you have to produce more value also with like changing track if my experience let's say is in a given tech x but it is not going anywhere so i have to see the trends and quickly pick up tech, like tech tech y tech z or tech a whatever it is and move on i have seen people who are religiously attached to a given thing in all industries and then they get stuck so it's a continuous pressure i think uh, what i've seen most people in it also live indeed uh, thank you so much for sharing that um, we are coming to the 2 hours mark and couple of more things uh, before we conclude so first of all i i did ask uh, chat gpt tell me a lie uh, <laughs> that's what you're doing when so, you're talking man <laughs> so he's not listening to us he's like chatting with yeah he's yeah. playing with chat gpt yeah. i'm multitasking <laughs> and that's a lie so, that's a lie that's a lie yeah you know men can't multitask <laughs> as ai uh, as ai my purpose is to assist and provide accurate information so i'm not provided to i'm not programmed to tell lies my uh, my responses are based on information that i have been trained on and i don't have the ability to uh, make up things or be de- uh, deciphered there you go there you go mm. that's the, that's how the advertising industry is going to thrive yeah. everything that the ai doesn't do but you know dragon is that's how classes will be let's say you are lecturer i am a sincere student and then there will be guy like tanmay you are teaching and he will be playing with chat gpt and then <laughs> disrupting the lectures <laughs> yeah and telling teachers what <laughs> yeah correct re- rectifying the teachers on what what is wrong and what is right are you factually correct or not or uh, step on those lines so i want to pull back the discussion on art uh, what are your views uh, about you gave a amazing talk uh, at a nifty download on ai so what what are what are your uh, thoughts on ai and art in in brief um i think when it comes to artists creators writers uh even maybe coders uh creative people always come with blocks they face blocks and we call it the creators block and these are the times that essentially we just step out of the room go touch grass go for a smoke i don't know whatever is it that that people find that it could disrupt their thought process uh, or scroll through instagrams 
today ai gives us a very powerful way to actually disrupt and uh, to to seek inspiration or take inspiration from when you're a creator or an artist especially if you're creating for the global front you you are not creating for there used to be a day when you write an ad you're only writing for people the audiences in your city or in your country today when you're creating content it has to be global but then as a human being you cannot be exposed to all the types of art that was done before all the kind of uh, interesting creative ideas that have, the human race would have done um across the world uh ai because of its learning capabilities can actually give you the inspiration so i believe that um it 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 could be a very useful tool number 1 to um break the norm number 2 to get inspiration from and number 3 to use as your partner uh, and and i'm i'm a very brainstorming person i'm i that's the reason i love the ad agency life because i can sit with a group of people and we hash out ideas we stick post it notes and we ask each other questions and to me even the past couple of hours that you have hosted that may is a brainstorming session we came up with a lot of stuff we learned from each other we unlearned a lot of things and when david was saying you know now he works with uh, people from different departments the marketing department and the creative department understand puts himself in the shoes of other people and uh, i i believe that uh, you can use ai as your perfect brainstorming partner when you are asking it the right prompts so it's a powerful tool and definitely the power depends on the person who is asking the questions it's all about the game of prompts it's all about the game of prompts what a way to conclude the session uh dear viewers thank you so much for joining us on yet another episode of rock class radio uh if you have watched this episode till here you are awesome uh, uh i'll give you that uh, nft if you want uh, you're awesome so thank you so much if you want to support the show i've given different ways in the in the description that you can support you can be a patron you can uh collect the rock class club nfts also grab some amazing artworks uh, and do follow our amazing uh, host here today uh connect with them on linkedin on twitter and get to ask them know more about them invite them and uh, join our spaces uh and we won't go away so quick i want to play a short game with them uh we ask rapid fire questions on our individual um one on one shows about one person but today i want to do something more fun uh, let's play word association all three of us let's see how it ends for a minute <laughs> so me crypto dragonist devit and then again with me so in that round okay cool you want to play yeah, okay I'm chat gpt yeah chat gpt oh You have to be quick. You have to say whatever comes to your mind first okay. in a word or two words. Okay, I think you're doing words. something on ChatGPT. I felt you were talking to Alexa or ChatGPT. <laughs> okay, so dragoness. Oh my God, guy, you got a very important point. Imagine Alexa gets the power of ChatGPT. It could be crazy. Siri is integrated with ChatGPT. Somebody sent me a video. I have to watch. What's that? I'm looking Tanya. forward to that. She is my great assistant. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine with, somebody right? opening up a restaurant called Chachapati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In it would be in a metaverse. We can all hang Chach out in Chachapati. Yeah. It's a brilliant name. You got two things to <laughs> Chachapati. Ha, that's a good name for sure. Wow.
and i also got an idea i always struggle with this uh, problem of having too many ideas and thoughts and i i'm very good at brainstorming so this could be another uh, channel where i could utilize my brains too okay so uh, back to the game uh, we will say i'll say one word and then we'll go to dragonis and then divit just say the first word that comes to your mind and we'll just keep on going in cycle till we end uh, somewhere or maybe in a minute which whatever whatever is in more interesting so sure. chat gpt oh, that's the word are you talking to chat gpt yeah. or oh <laughs> no <I'm>, <laughs> so what is the first thing that came to your mind in a word friend i will say slave i want to enslave ai no now your question now your word was friend so whatever dragoness oh. says that's the word of divit so it's like friend is a slave oh my god <laughs> no 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 shit i did so uh, bad man okay, <laughs> okay. so okay, can we restart the game okay. now we know the let's yeah. restart yeah, yeah. different question man it's a big huh. mess okay ai learning mm. books alchemist sorcerer no clue get clue <laughs> clueless <laughs> chat gpt <laughs> the the right answer lies uh makeup <laughs> i don't i do <laughs> i might want to do what makeup <laughs> i don't even know which is what is happening here <laughs> wait what is your okay. word <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> everyone is so stuck to makeup that all three of us just answered on makeup so it's like i do and then he was again like i don't want to do makeup anyway so that that's a good end to that conversation uh, thank you all for joining uh, we'll keep bringing you with another amazing hot topics like this this episode will be divided into further chapters and topics so you can subscribe to watch the individual clips and crux of this episode and for devit bhai you tell you told me that i was ignoring and multitasking and watching playing with chat gpt sure, after the sure. after the show ends i have to watch the whole thing three times for doing the whole <laughs> post process stuff so Wait, everything will be stored in my I mind i thought ai does it you don't do it but it doesn't do the bookmarking thing no like i need to put out pull out chapters and uh, find interesting what audience points audience might like interesting and then make smaller clips out of it so yes if ai people are think, looking at this or if chat gpt is analyzing this video please get a solution for that <laughs> okay thank you so much thank you guys 